Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to The Mood Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Elizabeth. And this week, I wanted to talk about habit stacking from my POV because I'm sure you've heard of it before. I think it's gained a lot of popularity on TikTok. And there were so many times I wanted to bring it up on the podcast in the past probably like six months. But I wanted to make sure that I like had the correct articles pulled up so that I wasn't just like straight up pulling information out of my ass. I only want to pull like half of the information out of my ass. So that's why it's from my POV because I will we'll jump into it. It's today's mood for thought. It's kind of a good mood for me right now and I'm really loving it. And like I said, I've been wanting to talk about it for so long. So we're going to break it all down. But first, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. I'm going to start off with worse just to get it out of the way because it's definitely been some worse moods lately, at least behind the scenes. I don't know if it's come across as much maybe on like the internet or the podcast, but I decided to keep it kind of short and sweet this week. Honestly, my worst mood this week, I've been struggling a lot with anxiety and depression, but I find that something that's really not been helping. And for the sake of specificity, mm -hmm, let's try that again. Specificity. Is that how you say it? You get what I'm saying? The specific worst mood is shooting myself. You guys know we've talked about this before. It's where you're telling yourself things you should be doing, right? I should work out. I should get up. I should email this person back. I should text this person back. And you're not exactly honoring what you want to do, what you need to do. The narrative in your head is just all shitting. And I love how it sounds like shitting because it's like, it's not nice, right? It's like you're like shitting all over yourself. I feel as though when I have a lot of anxiety and depression, if I'm in a slump specifically, the shitting narrative in my head gets really loud because I'm not functioning at the same capacity that I usually am. And logically, I know some of the things that are going to help, but I'm so low, I can't get myself to do them. So it's almost like I'm making it worse by shooting myself and then not doing it and then having a reason to be like, you should work out. Oh, look, you didn't work out today. That would have made you feel better. Like you can't even get yourself to do that. It's just not a kind narrative in a way to talk to yourself in your head. And it's honestly just not productive and not helpful. Because a lot of the times you just need to honor how you're actually feeling and what you actually need and you'll get better results and you'll be more productive and you'll get back on track faster. And if you're shooting yourself, you're just wasting energy, you're wasting time and it just is so shitty. So since I think I've been in not a great mood lately, especially, I think it's been so easy for me to should myself when it comes to work, like how I'm not functioning at my normal go, go, go speed as I usually am. And 
at the end of the day, I always know that everything's kind of going to work out. And so I'm making the process of getting back to normal just so freaking miserable for myself. It's like I'm going to end up doing it anyway. Like, do I really need to should myself 500 times till I do or something like that? You know what I mean? I've just been shooting myself with everything, like anything from self-care to little things to big things to work. It's just shitty and it's not in any way a tool to help me get better or feel better at all. My best mood this week, though, is that I'm feeling a lot more chill. Yeah, I'm chill as fuck. What can I say? I'm a cool girl. I'm a chill girl. And, you know, I know that probably doesn't align with how I come off. And it's because I'm not chill. But I've been feeling chill, okay? And it's because when I say chill, it's kind of that not caring we talked about a couple weeks ago in Mood for Thought. And it also is just a little bit of a proud moment of realizing how much better my overall anxiety has gotten. Obviously, I've been changing my meds a shit ton, so I can't take full credit. I don't know if that's like the FDA to give them the credit or whoever invented medicine. <laughs> Your dumb is showing, Lauren. But... As much as I haven't been in a good spot, at least I'm not in a full state of like fight or flight mode all the time, I guess. It's more so the narratives in my head and there's stuff going on, but I'm not just like having like panic attacks or like lashing out or reacting. And I'm feeling my feelings and then kind of going back to calming myself down and being more chill. It's just really new for me, I guess, to not have these huge, big anxiety attacks, panic attacks, and meltdowns, and more so just get upset and like sad and tired. It's it's giving normal human emotion, I think. And the only way I know how to describe that is chill. I'm a chill girl. I'm a cool girl. The biggest example I can give, because obviously I'm not chill like inside of my head 24-7 or to myself, I'm just saying like my reactions are chill. Like I'm just not short-tempered. I'm not reacting as fucking insane. I think that I'm a little more like calmed down. I'm not perfect by any means. It's not like nothing's affecting me or I'm not being a little bitchy sometimes or whatever. It's just I'm way more regulated in the reaction, calming down, chilling out department and not spiraling out loud, insanely, panic attack, etc. And I'm going to take the W on that because even my friends were like, look at you. And I was like, sisters, thank you so much for noticing. There's a book staring at me right now. And it says nonviolent communication. And my brother got that for me for Christmas, which I thought when I opened it, this seems passive aggressive or like a backhanded compliment. And I just actually unpacked that bag from Christmas a few days ago. And now I'm just staring at this fucking book. Oh my God. I don't know why it's popping out to me. Is this a sign? All right. I'll look at it after the podcast. Jeez. It's giving me the creeps. We're going to talk a lot about one of the easiest things to habit stack is things that taste yummy in the morning as part of other parts of your morning routine. That's why I take AG1 in the morning, usually before a workout or just even starting my day because it makes me feel really great. I've already accomplished something. I'm doing something good for my body and I don't need to change something that I trust. I started drinking AG1, oh my God, probably over a year ago now, right? 
because once I went on their website and just like read through everything and learned more about the company, I was so, so, so impressed. And that's when I like nerd out and I geek out about stuff. It's all your key health products like multivitamin, mineral, pre and probiotics, more. It's all working together as one. Very quickly, I noticed that it helps me with improved digestion and it helps me with my skin, which are two extremely important things to me. And for my boyfriend, he always just says that he just feels so much better. It really just helps him feel like he gets better night's rest so that he has more energy in the morning. And AG1 has been part of millions of mornings since 2010. It's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. You got to get on board if you want to take ownership of your health. Today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com mood. That's athleticgreens.com mood. Check it out. We're getting to the time of year, you guys, where it means spring cleaning. And if you're anything like me, it means I need to get rid of things and get more storage space. I'm so excited because Article has everything you need to organize your bedroom, living room, dining room. They have dressers, nightstands, sideboards, so much more. Plus, they've obviously got everything else. You guys know I talk about my bed all the time from Article. I had one of their nightstands in California as well, and I loved it so much because I like having drawers in my nightstand because I have to have so many things just by me at the nighttime, and I don't want all this clutter everywhere, so they have some amazing options with drawers, you guys. That is what I will probably be getting this spring. It never ceases to amaze me and impress me, the quality of their products. And I really think that they have something for everyone, no matter what your style is. So if you see my apartment and you're like, oh my God, I want what your bedroom looks like exactly with the article bed. If that's not your style, like they have other stuff too. Like they have so much stuff and it's all that incredible, incredible quality. The prices are amazing because it's an online only model. They have everything from mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, boho designs, just so many things that are going to make furniture shopping so simple for you guys. Their team of designers are really all about finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. So they really are dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship. So this stuff is really going to stand the test of time and look good while doing it. And there's nothing worse than waiting for furniture to come in the mail. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You get to pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. It's super seamless. And their customer care team is amazing. Back in San Diego, I needed help with a bed and their customer care team took such amazing, amazing care of me and sorted everything out. And then the two guys that came back to help me were even nicer. I've I just love everyone at Article. They're so knowledgeable and they'll just make sure everything is smooth and stress-free. Article is offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim this, visit article.com slash mood and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash mood for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. What if you could finally have a bra that makes your boobs look and feel amazing and is actually super comfortable to wear all day. My favorite bra is Third Love's 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. It makes your boobs look so good, you guys, like period. It's so supportive and comfortable. And it's not gonna show through your clothes. I've actually showed you guys what it looks like on me in a YouTube vlog before, and it is so beyond impressive because it just, it is all of those things, you guys. It doesn't pinch, it doesn't poke. And my boobs, like, I don't know how to describe it, but like, they just like look the way I want my boobs to look. Like, they're just so supported. 
but it, you don't see like the bra lines and stuff, which is why I hated wearing bras initially. So this is actually the only bra I own. It's the Third Love 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. I feel incredible when I put it on because I feel confident that I've got some good boobies bobbing around and my outfits are going to look a little more sickening than usual, but I'm also super, super comfortable. You know what I mean? If you've never tried their 24-7 classic t-shirt bra, it's really an everyday go-to bra. It's going to form to your body so your boobs always look their best. And it has no slip straps that are going to stay in place all day. Supportive, comfortable. It comes in over 60 sizes and half cups for your perfect fit. It's really invisible under clothes, so it works with every outfit. I could not recommend it highly enough. And if you're not familiar with their fitting room quiz, a lot of people don't know that your bra size can change six or more times throughout your life. So that dressing room you were in like years ago when your mom took you to get your first bra, like it's probably not working for you anymore, sister. Third Love makes it easy to find a bra that actually fits. Their quiz is like a personal shopper, but better. It focuses on size, breast shape, fit issues, and your style to find bras that are perfect for you. And something I love even more than how great my boobs feel is that Third Love is the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S., partnering with organizations across the United States. They have donated over $15 million worth of bras to help people in need. So ditch your bad bras, get better ones that make you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash mood. That's 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash mood. I also really like their tank tops and their boy shorts. So while you're there, check it out. Let's jump into mood boosters. So many of you guys submitted on Instagram what is boosting your mood right now. And it was just so helpful to kind of like branch out, get an idea of what everyone else is doing right now. Just have that sense of like community with you guys because sometimes you need to like switch it up, you know? And so I really loved seeing what you guys submitted to my Instagram Q&A for mood boosters. Thank you so much. My first one this week, I think since I have been in that kind of depressed girl not leaving the house era, what I've found that at least makes me feel a little bit better when I do go to do something casual, whether it's going to my mom's or going to my friend's house, not like going out to dinner or something like that. Well, I have actually done this for dinner a couple times, but it's the Elwood pants specifically right now. You've seen me wear them on Instagram, but they just came out with flared, not like flared, but kind of like boot cut sweatpants. I said this on Reels and TikTok, but they just look more like pants and not pajamas. And so if you're someone like me that's very casual, very comfy, very loungy, I'm glad that these are kind of in style because it's making me feel like I'm actually wearing a normal person outfit a little bit more. Obviously, you still look comfy. You still look loungy. And you still are super, super comfortable and wearing sweatpants. But it's it just gives a little extra oomph, a little extra fashion, a little extra, I'm putting myself together today. And it's the flares. I have a feeling that this is just the beginning, that these pants are going to be extremely, extremely, extremely popular. Like Gen Z might even make fun of us for wearing joggers so much at some point, you know? And the reason why I also wrote down aloe pants is because I still to this day am standing by the fact that the aloe boot cut leggings are absolutely incredible. I'm just obsessed. Same thing. So much better than wearing regular leggings out in public because they give off more of a pant vibe. It's still, you know, obviously leggings, still a little bit sporty depending on how you style it, whatever, but it's just elevated. The reason I like the aloe ones though is because they are boot cut, whereas everyone else is kind of just really, really flare. And these, I like the way they 
look on the leg a lot more. It's more of a straight down fit and not this kind of over-dramatized yoga pant from the early 2000s, if that makes sense. So I own them in brown and black and I absolutely swear by them. And it's also boosting my mood because I don't stress out as much about getting dressed to leave the house, which is something that does stress me out because I love being comfy and I love being casual. And I like how this makes me feel a little bit elevated. My next mood booster, which is kind of like a reoccurring theme when it comes to figuring out my meal prep and food situation, but meal quote unquote prepping and slowly figuring it out is definitely a mood booster. The first one that is sticking is overnight oats. So I've made, oh my gosh, probably a dozen jars of overnight oats at this point. And I really, really do love them. I think it's like a texture thing for me as well that I really like. They're also very fulling. Oats are really good for you in a sense of a healthy carb, healthy energy, and they just kind of keep me going all day long. And sometimes I'll do it for breakfast and sometimes I'll do it for a snack or like a lunch or something like that because I just eat like quite a few times throughout the day. And I talked to you guys about my smoothies last time. So I'll have a smoothie and I'll have overnight oats. It's not like one or the other, but it's just so easy because you're just literally putting crap together and putting a lid on it, putting it in the fridge. So, so easy. What I found that I really like is just basically doing kind of like equal parts oats to almond milk and then maple syrup instead of honey or sugar or whatever you would put in as a sweetener, I just feel like the maple syrup is really, really good and does a good job of like mixing with the milk and the oats. And then I've been doing ginger powder and cinnamon powder, which are two powerhouses when it comes to spice that you could put in anything. So I love putting them in the oats. It's not overwhelming at all. And frozen fruit is so easy, you guys. Like it's same thing with the smoothies that we talked about. None of your stuff is expiring. It's all in the freezer and you just throw a few frozen fruits with the oatmeal and it's going to defrost overnight within everything. So it's so, so good. Hemp seeds, chia seeds. And what else did I put in it? I feel like that's all I put in that one. Oh, I did try vanilla extract in this batch that I made last night. So we'll keep you posted on that. And for dinner, since I haven't been able to really figure out what works for me in a sense of meal prepping dinner and weekly dinners, I decided to just say fuck it. Instead of trying a meal kit program where you have to cook first, I think I've been a little too overwhelmed with everything that I wanted to keep it as simple as possible. And I'm open to trying so many things. And I've heard pretty good stuff about factor, like the factor meals. I know a lot of people that are my age that live around me and friends all use them. And it was like, I don't know, 60 bucks for six meals or something like that. I don't know. It was something where I was like, well, that's okay. For a first time, it's like not that expensive. So I was just like, you know what? No pressure. Let's see if we like it. And I will give you guys a full report next week because I've only had one of the meals. But I will say the reason is it is a mood booster was not having to think about what I was eating for dinner, not having to worry about what I was eating for dinner, not having to cook it, not having to clean it up, like literally just putting it in the microwave and knowing it's not crap, like fast food, that in itself was a mood booster. So hopefully I continue to enjoy it throughout the week and I will keep you posted. Let me know if you guys have done anything like this because I'm very, very, very new to it. The only other thing I've ever done is Saqqara, but that's like a little too 
healthy and stuff for me sometimes because I need meat, I need cheese, all that stuff. My last mood booster this week is the pimple patches are back, but here's what I've learned about them, okay? I pick up my skin and I get carried away. So I started using the pimple patches to not do that as much. Well, guess what, sister girls? Now I get carried away with the pimple patches. So I realized that I'm almost making some things worse by putting pimple patches where something's not ready for a patch yet. Does that make sense? It's almost like um, it's going to come out eventually, but I'm not making it look any cuter in the meantime because I'm bringing things to the surface that like they didn't need to come out yet, you know? So I need to kind of reel it in a little bit, but I will say seeing the difference on my face between the things that I picked at and the things that I put a patch on is enough to kind of make me stop picking my face as much. I still really like the Mighty Patches. However, I only have four left. So let me know what your favorites are because I'm down to try new ones. But I do like the fact that these ones aren't just like a treatment that they actually pull stuff out of your skin. So that's the only reason why I'm like, eh, I don't know, maybe I just get the these ones again. So let me know. Let's jump into this week's mood for thought. Let's unpack something we're thinking, something we're feeling together. Okay, so if you don't know what habit stacking is at all, I highly doubt that's the case because you're listening to this podcast and I'm sure you listen to other stuff like this or maybe your TikTok algorithm is kind of like that. So there's a lot of different, obviously, ways to explain it or define it. And the one that I have saved is from the Atomic Habits book, which is a book that I actually have bought quite a few people and have fully not read myself. That's kind of a toxic trait is knowing that something is really good for you and it's going to really help you and I'm going to buy it for you and I'm just like fully not going to utilize it in my own time. Personal problem, but at least I'm a good friend. Okay. So if you are into habit stuff, that is a really good book, really popular book. (laughs) Not that I've read it, but I've gifted it. And from the book, it says one of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do each day and then stack your new behavior on top. This is called habit stacking. Obviously, the book talks about a bunch of different methods regarding habits, and this is just one of them, which is habit stacking. The reason I really like it is because it's very underwhelming for me, not overwhelming, because I'm already doing the other thing I enjoy doing. I'm just adding a little something to it. It doesn't feel like this huge shift or this huge goal or this huge change, something I could mess up, something I could fail. You're not doing anything new. You're literally just adding another thing to it. It's almost like if you're making a smoothie, right? And you already put the same three ingredients in every single day and then you want to try out this new ingredient. So you add it to your smoothie with the other three instead of just making one smoothie with the one new ingredient and none of the stuff you already do. Ooh, that was good. I think for me, the important thing to remember about habits is almost kind of how we were talking about shoulding, right? It's like what we think we should do, not what we need to do or we want to do. And habits are kind of similar in a sense of they work better and they're going to stick when they actually align with things that naturally suit you, that you enjoy, that align with your strengths. So I think a lot of times when we think of habits, you just automatically think, almost kind of like a New Year's resolution goal, right? Of I want to do this every day. I want to work out. I want to lose weight. I want to read 10 pages of a book every night, da, 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 da. And it's like, of course, if you want to do those things and you really, you know, have 
some sort of system or you're doing like 70 hard or something like that, you can, you know, force yourself to probably like something. But that just doesn't work for me, especially because I have ADHD and I have anxiety. And so for me, a lot of things are harder. When it comes to anxiety, I think a lot of my fear and stress and anxiousness comes from like new rules or change or failure, having to do something or the shooting of it all. So that's why the stacking is really helpful with the anxiety because it kind of takes the pressure off. It's very low stakes change. It doesn't feel like a waste of time or a fail or anything because you're just stacking something onto something you're already doing. I think one of the easy examples people use to kind of explain habit stacking is when you listen to a podcast every day, you do it and you walk the whole time you're listening to it. So you're kind of like combining two things at once, right? That's been really helpful for me in a sense of knowing, okay, I get to listen to these podcasts and kind of turn on Do Not Disturb, but I'm going to walk around the neighborhood while doing it. And and then even adding something like once I get to the end of the street, the reward is I'm going to go into Foxtrot and I'm going to buy a couple things and then kind of turn the bus around and go home. And you can kind of stack quite a few things together and you're actually accomplishing more than just one thing. So you went and got a couple groceries, you listened to a mindful podcast and you exercised like it's boom, boom, boom. And you did it all at the same time. I just think it's really efficient as well. If you're trying to do multiple things at once, I know a lot of people meditate, but they do it with their legs up on the wall because that's good for lymphatic drainage and circulation. So it's just combining all of these little practices to one practice, but you're doing multiple things at once. And it's not like overwhelming, like they go together. I did read on very well that it is important, obviously, to develop habits that manage your ADHD symptoms. Those habits are a lot of the obvious healthy lifestyle practices like diet, physical activity, good sleep hygiene. But what I do like to tell myself because it makes me kind of get rid of that shooting and guilt tripping and everything is individuals with ADHD have a more difficult time forming healthy lifestyle habits since they have trouble with memory and remaining focused. And it could be even challenging for them to organize daily tasks and routines. So why this is good for my ADHD is because habit stacking is really gradually incorporating something. It's not just like a cold turkey or a challenge or like right away a change, kind of how we talked about in regards to anxiety. And then also since it's so easy to get distracted when you have ADHD, it's really helpful to build out your routine by thinking of habit stacking as kind of the pillars of them. So I kind of started walking around my apartment and I realized like how I've really organized habit stacking stations almost once I kind of looked at it in that way. So it's like I put things in certain places so that I remember to do them all in that time frame or in that part of the routine. So that's why there's like a certain way my nightstand is. The different corners of my kitchen are organized differently because it's like things I don't want to forget to do together, such as in the morning, there's like the supplements with the smoothie, with the fruit, by the water. It's all things I don't want to forget. And I just realized that that's such like a different way to even think about habit stacking is if you're someone that's actually very forgetful like I am, is the organization of it and kind of putting it out in a way where you're like, I think this will help me stack these things together if I put these four things on my nightstand so I don't forget. There's some really cool resources too on jamesclear.com, which is the author of the book. And 
one thing that I wanted to like look more into was the habit loop because this is also something that's associated with habit stacking or at least the first video I watched on it. And it's about the cue, the craving, response, and reward. But what I thought was so interesting is in this article is all about the different cues and like how you can use them or how you can at least notice them because there could be different cues. Like a cue could be time, a cue could be location, a cue could be a preceding event, a cue could be an emotional state, a cue could be other people. So for instance, a time cue for me is like my schedule. So on Mondays, I podcast and that's how you like stick with a routine, right? And the time and according to James, the time and date drive that pattern. I found it really interesting because he also said for location cues, he said, in my opinion, location, i.e. environment is the most powerful driver of mindless habits and also the least recognized. So in many cases, our habits and behaviors are simply a response to the environment that surrounds us, which is just so, so true, specifically for me, at least, because we just do things and make our choices and have these different habits, whether it's at work or whether we're with friends or if we're home having dinner versus if we're out of the house having dinner. It's so interesting to me. And this is just like such a good point. And I think this almost kind of reminds me of when people would always ask me of like, even during dry January, oh, how do you like not feel weird? Or what do you do when you're out and everyone else is drinking type of thing? Not that this like is totally related at all. Just I'm saying it reminds me because he also says if you want to build new habits in these familiar locations, then you need to overcome the cues that your brain has already assigned to that area. So it's harder because you're obviously going into a situation where you already have these pre-existing triggers and cues. And you can almost think of like, what are those things that you just habitually do without even thinking, right? Sometimes it could be something as simple as like grabbing a certain blanket when you walk into a certain room or turning on the lights, turning off the lights when you leave, going to reach for your keys at the door. Like those kind of like little things based on where you are and what you're doing, that kind of reminds me of it as well. Then the other one I found really interesting was emotional state because as he says as well, and I agree with is emotional state is a common cue for bad habits. For example, you may have a habit of eating when you feel depressed or you may default to online shopping when you feel bored. And so for me, one of the things that helped me with intuitive eating was trying to figure out the cue. And I didn't even realize that I was doing this, but I would really focus on the cue to try to figure out what I was actually, what the decision I actually wanted to make was. Because of course, like if I'm hungry, like I want to nourish myself. When I realized the cue was usually emotional. My body wasn't just telling me I was hungry. It was either that I was bored or I wanted a treat because I wanted to feel something or because I wanted comfort. So I wanted something like warm and cozy and like that was going to make me feel like I was a kid again or something like that. I just realized how much my emotions would lead to continuing old habits of, of things that didn't even make me feel good immediately after, especially like out of laziness or boredom because I intuitively eat by being able to realize like, okay, is this what I'm really craving? Is this what I really want? Is this just emotional response time? Stuff like that. And I've been able to really do it with food, which also just takes a lot of guilt and shame and stupid time and energy about picking out what to eat for dinner, you know? But what's really, really important is that although emotions are very common cues for behavior, 
they are obviously harder to control and utilize for building like the good habits. So that was why it was so easy for me to kind of notice how I was self-sabotaging when it came to wanting to build new habits and accomplish new goals when it came to a healthier lifestyle because I was kind of rewarding these emotional cues and triggers of wanting to make a decision and not build a habit because I was lazy or I was tired, I was bored or I was depressed, whatever it was. So that's obviously just about like the cue part of the habit loop. And it's just the part that I found most intriguing from my POV. And the reason why I kind of wanted to read from the article too is because what it reminded me as I was reading was that notion that we said at the beginning, habits are going to stick easier and better if they align with your interests and stuff that you like actually enjoy, right? I was kind of giving myself a little bit of a hard time just thinking like, I'm going to tell the podcast that I haven't even fucking read this book. For me personally, it's so hard to just be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start reading one, you know, nonfiction book a month so that I can learn more. But then when I kind of just go on my computer and I'm like learning while I'm on my computer, which is digital time and I'm working and doing a bunch of things at once, because like I said, I have ADHD anyway. It's like, why am I not giving myself credit for like, hey, like I'm still getting the information through a website. It's just more comfortable and easy for me to ease into it because I'm associating it with something I'm already doing, which was like checking my calendar for the day and looking into something. And now I'm going down a wormhole and learning so much. Why is that not as good as like reading the book? Right. And eventually over time, like the more you read and everything, like I'm sure like your mind is going to expand and be like, oh, my God, like I need more. I just want to actually read the book. I'm not just going to go cold turkey and be like shutting my laptop, going to read a book right now because like I don't do that. So if you're someone that's normal, essentially, you can use habit stacking to boost your productivity, do things more efficiently, cram more things in, just accomplish more in a shorter period of time, right? But if you're someone like me, it's kind of more so sneakily incorporating new healthy things to try while also just adding things sneakily that you want to do, but you're too afraid to just do them on their own. Habit stacking relies on the fact that it is easy to link a new behavior to an existing one that you already do automatically. It's so much easier than to just start something totally new. You're linking it to something else. And I just love this concept so much. I think the first step too, if you're someone that hasn't thought about habit stacking at all is maybe with the concept of it, think about stuff you already do and think about how it already is habit stacking because that's really helpful for me to kind of give myself credit of like, wait, whoa, you were already doing that and you didn't even realize it. It's such a mood booster and a nice personal affirmation of realizing, oh, wait, I, I've I've already habit stacked this, this, and this. I just didn't even know there was a word for it. And that's so awesome because it helps you understand it more as well. All habit stacking is building new habits by taking advantage of your old ones. So you're not doing anything wrong. You're not technically starting anything new. You're just adding. You're literally just adding some stuff. And if it works and you like it, great. If you don't, you don't. And it also gives you room to kind of Get a little creative where you can stack a few things with this thing, but next time you stack them with something else, it's not like you have to do everything in a certain specific way every single time. For instance, a really good example of that is with the whole like self-help podcast thing, right? It's a mindful podcast. This is something that you could stack when you're cleaning your apartment or when you're walking. And it's just a matter of like what makes more sense for that day. And 
something that is kind of stacking something bad and good for me, I guess you would say, is when I really wanted to get back into doing the incline walks on the treadmill, I was noticing that I was waking up in the morning, doing a couple things and then watching scrolling on TikTok. And so I finally was like, okay, the next time I open up TikTok in the morning, I'm going to just stop what I'm doing really quick and I'm going to go get on the treadmill and then I'm just going to scroll on the treadmill because then it's like, instead of just laying down and scrolling, I'm on the treadmill and I want to be on TikTok so bad that like I won't even notice that I'm walking that much, whether it's because it's efficient or distracting or doubly good for you. For me, sometimes it's like, let's make this thing that I don't love doing and put something that I love doing with it that I was going to do anyway. Because not everything's about just like stacking good, 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 great, 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 awesome, awesome, awesome things together. Sometimes it's stacking like a relaxing moment with a productive moment or a low moment with a mood booster moment, just stuff like that. You know, you're not going to just always be awesome all the time, but you can at least kind of always stack some stuff at times. I'm going to go on Instagram and see what you guys are habit stacking right after this. So make sure to follow at the mood pod. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Send it to someone who needs to hear it because, you know, sometimes you just got to hear it from a normal girly and not a really smart, cool, mindful girly. I don't know what I'm saying. Make sure to give this podcast five stars, send it to a friend and subscribe. So you're the first to know when the podcast goes up on Fridays. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.